0: morning everybody uh great to see your your smiling faces great to have you here with us this morning um uh, i uh i'm glad you you braved and and made it made it out alive <laughs> snow mcgadden paris texas 2021 let me just say this when COVID hit i i'm pretty certain somebody started praying god anything else but this and if you could stop no 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 guys it it, it really is it's we were we were sorry to to miss last week sunday valentine's day but but beyond glad to be able to be back together to celebrate glad to have those who are tuning in online this morning joining with us uh guys let's go ahead let's have everybody stand up with me if you will we're gonna we're gonna give god glory this morning and get going here if you'll bow your heads with me heavenly father we thank you so much We thank you so much, Lord God, for your love, for your abundant love, for your grace, Lord God, that is extended, Father. That that, that we who, who don't even deserve it, Lord God, can sit here and come together and bask in the joy and the glory of it. God, I pray this morning that your name would be glorified, that your name would be lifted up, Lord Jesus, that we would we would set aside all the concerns, the worries, the doubts, the, the questions, Lord God, all those things that, that weigh us throughout the week, Lord God, that, that we had come in here purposely, Lord God, to set those aside, to just come in here to give you glory, to give you thanks, to acknowledge your love over our lives, your rule over our lives, Lord God, and that we're going to trust you and we're going to follow you. Father, we thank you for all that you are, for all that you're doing, for all that you're doing right here in this place, in and through your people, Lord God, your church. I pray that you would open up our ears, our hearts to hear your word this morning. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, guys, let's worship the Lord God this morning.
1: Good morning. We are so glad you're here. time to worship the Lord. To be back with people, right?
2: Through every bad, every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress, or you are my portion, you are my hiding place. Oh.
1: Sing it out, you are here. You are here. Just focus on all the goodness you are. So proud Don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God.
3: Yes, Father. God, your love for us is not defined, never defined by the circumstances of our lives, God, good or bad. Lord, your love for us is defined by the fact that we all had the need for a Savior, Lord, and you sent your Son to rescue us, God. We have all been rescued. Lord, not because we loved you first, never that, but because you loved us, God. You loved us enough to rescue us. God, your love is overwhelming. No matter what life throws, what it looks like, God, your love is real. Your love is defined for us in Jesus, and we thank you for that. God, it's by his spirit, celebrating his gospel in his name that we come before you. To give you the praise and worship and honor you deserve today in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen you may be seated it's great to see you all again as pastor cory said thanks for coming out it's great to be back together again especially after we were not able to be last week hello online crew it's good to see you guys again uh, and to be back with you this week. like to welcome you here to worship with us. If you are here as a guest with us today, I'd like to especially welcome you. Thank you for choosing to be here with us today. If you are a guest, Uh, we do have a gift that we would love to give you after service you can meet me at the table back there and just to connect and say hello we also have some cards on the back of your chair that you can fill out and drop in the offering box or bucket on your way out today just so we have a chance to connect and know that you are here just to send you a card and say hello we're thankful that you're with us today Uh, for those of you who are here regularly you also know that we have serve here cards on the back that you can find if you're interested in Getting connected, getting involved with some of the things we do here on Sunday morning or out in the community, you'd like to know more about what's going on, you can fill out a serve here card and drop that in the offering bucket as well. Pastor Brandon wanted me to let you know uh, that CF56, make sure everyone knows, is up and running again. So if you're a fifth and sixth grader, he even said that they're running right now. And if you want to come join them, it's not too late for you to get up and run away from your parents. Go check in and join CF56 back in their area. They're going weekly, and uh, it's great. They were having a great time when I saw them earlier today. So just to make sure that that's up and running, we're excited to have that crew up and going as well. Just want to remind everyone, thankful for all the giving that you have continued to do that we could minister to the community. Uh, Even in this last week, we have several options for you to give. For those of you who'd like to do so, you can give online. You can give via text. You can also give here in person at service, after the service using the buckets where the ushers will be at the back or the boxes. We wanna thank you for continually, faithfully giving to the ministry. If you would pray with me, we're gonna lift up those who still need help in our state and our country, and then we're gonna continue our worship today. Father, we do just acknowledge, God, that you are always and ever in control of our lives, our world, nothing that happens No pandemic, no storm, no condition is a surprise to you, Lord, and your love is present still. Lord, we do want to especially lift up those today in our community, in our state, in our country who still need your help to deal with the weather conditions, to deal with illness, to deal with grief, to deal with everything, God, that comes our way in the world. Lord, you have already sent the rescue for our biggest need, and we again praise you for that. And just ask a special blessing today on those who still need your help. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's welcome Pastor Corey to the stage and start our new series this week.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Nothing like coming back to church and getting a little Huey Lewis in the news. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, I got to preface because those online, uh, we we don't actually feed our our audio system through there. So those that were tuning in online, you missed it. You missed the greatest walk-up I have personally ever done. Um, (laughs) Coming up to Huey Lewis in the News, The Power of Love. No, I didn't talk to Huey this week, so I don't have permission really to use it. So I'm just using it because it's a really cool band and a really cool song. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that clarifies any, any legal thing that we need to do with that. Uh, guys, real quick, before I jump into my, my series here, we're six weeks away from Easter. Six Sundays away from Easter. Uh, and, and I'm excited I really am I'm excited because I believe that, that you and I have each been given an, an opportunity uh, an opportunity to impact the lives of friends of family of coworkers, workers uh, of, of neighbors of, of people that we we live with students that we go to school with fellow classmates all these different things we have the opportunity to impact their lives we can impact this community by becoming true witnesses for Christ you and I have that opportunity on a daily basis be a true witness for Christ um, and, and one of the opportunities that, that you and I have is is a, a new series that I'm going to be starting on Easter Sunday and that series is going to be called this changes everything uh, and, and we've been uh, title wise we've been talking about this for, for over a year now. Uh, just kind of really been wanting to to have this this idea, this story to tell, uh, and, and what it is, it's it's an opportunity uh, more than just a, a message title. I I want to say it's a it's an opportunity for for you and me to be able to invite the friends, uh, those who who don't have a church, those who 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 don't have a, a church that they call home, and, and 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 what we need to do, guys, is we need to be open to inviting them to come with their doubts with their questions with their concerns they don't have to fix all that beforehand we have the opportunity just to invite them come with your questions come with your doubts let's let's explore this story together because if it is true because if it is true then then this changes everything Um, but to get us there to get us to that point where where we have our Easter service six weeks from now what I want to do today what I want to do today is, I'm, oh, yes, yeah, I, I, sorry, 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 I just, one more time. Uh, look, I can't guarantee that it won't pop up one more time later either, but uh, the power of love, the power of love, and, and, and what's funny about this word love is, is there really is so much power behind it. Uh, Huey Lewis, I mean, they write this song, and, and it talks about different dynamics, even, even that we experience in the in love that we know. But in, in, in back in, in Greek times, uh, depending on which scholar you ask, there were somewhere actually between six to eight different words that the, uh, that the Greeks used to, to describe what we now all lump together as one word, love. They had, they had six to eight different types of love. Scripture, the Scripture shows three of those. It, it, it references three of those Greek words, those Greek variations of, of love, and, and it predominantly focuses on, on two of those. But love, we've taken these six, eight words, condensed them down into this one word, and, and what we've done to it is, well, let me, let me give you a great example. You'll go sit down at a, Nice candlelit dinner with your spouse. Everything's dim, really low. You'll look across the table. You'll say, "Babe, I can't read this menu, but I love you." It's the glow. It's it's the ambiance. It's it's you. It's I. I I love you. And then at the end of that very same meal, we'll connect eyes once again. Maybe reach a hand out across, feel the warmth of the other hand, lean back and say, God, I loved that meal. That that was good. I mean, that was that was delicious. We throw the word love around all the time. I, I, to love, I, I mean, you know, when, when we hear the words Jesus loves you, I, I think we miss the, the true the true depth of, of what is being conveyed, because in our minds, it's like, well, does, does, Jesus, does Jesus love me like I love my wife, or, or are we saying that Jesus loves me like I like tiramisu? I mean, chocolate, coffee, Kahlua, come on. But there's these differences, and we don't really know how to, how to, how to, how to differentiate other than to say we, we love. I really, really love you, and, and I, I love this. It's not like I really love this, but it's, I love this still. And, and so we throw this word love around. Different types, different variations, different styles of love. Now, like I said, the New Testament predominantly uses, uh, it uses three, but it predominantly only uses two variations of of the Greek word love that we translate as love. And and those two words are are phileo and and agape. Uh, But the variation I want to focus on is, is God's love for us. The power of his love. His love is, it's that agape, it's that second word. New, numerous scriptures, there's, there's scriptures throughout the Bible, most notably 1 John 4, 8 tells us that, that God is love. Galatians five twenty two says the fruit of the spirit is, is love. So the, the fruit of the spirit, when we've called out to God, we've said, God, I need you in my life. Well, then our lives should then show forth him because God is love. So that same love, agape, is, is what we're supposed to show. Romans 13, 9, Galatians 5, 14, both tell us, love your neighbor as yourself. That same love is that, it's that agape. We're supposed to agape our neighbor just as we agape ourselves. Matthew 5, uh, starting in 43, Jesus tells us to to love your enemies. And he does. He uses this same variation. He uses this word uh, agape. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And now... Abide these three, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is is agape. It's this other love. All these verses, the the same variation, agape being used. So I I believe to understand the power of love, we must understand this word, this agape, that, that Scripture tells us God has for us. Because it's also that same agape... That we're supposed to have for others. Hey, Julie, do you mind handing me my water? Forgive me, guys. I'm parched. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, God shows us this this agape, and this is the same agape that, that we then are supposed to show the world around us. And, and so to illustrate the differences, what I want to do, in fact, to start this series, there's actually a, a, a it's, it's a previous message I, I've done before, but if you sit here and you think, oh, I've heard this one, you wait, because I don't know, Hume may, he may, may for the power of love may just pop one more time. And I, I've changed it up, but I wanted to reuse something that I've preached before, but kind of come at it from a, a different angle. Um... Because I believe this is going to set us up for, for what I, I truly feel that God wants to teach us over these next weeks as we lead up into Easter. The power of love. How, how does it affect me? How does it affect my tomorrow? We, we do. We throw the word Jesus loves you around all the time. But, but do we understand the differences? Uh, picking up in this, this, uh, th- this passage, I, I want to start in John chapter 11. And I'm gonna read verses one through five. John chapter eleven, verses one through five, and and I've got it up here behind me if you don't have your Bibles, but listen to here, it says this. Now a man named Lazarus is sick. Lazarus was from Bethany, the village of Mary and, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is, for the, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I, I, I want to title this message today, You're the One He Loves. I'm going to have to leave this up here. I want to title this, You're the One He Loves, and, and to get your involvement, to get your help, because I can already tell after a couple of weeks you guys are a little quiet this morning. So help me out, turn to your neighbor, turn to somebody and say, You're the One He Loves. Now, now turn to the person that you like, like purposefully turned away from, <laughs> and tell them, the pastor tells me, I have to tell you, you too are the one He loves. Yeah, <laughs> hey Guys, let's, uh, I want to I pray real fast, if you will, with me. Let's bow our heads. Lord God, I, I thank you for your love, for this opportunity to teach on, on your love for us, that, that you do, that we are the ones that you love. And now more than ever, Lord God, I, we, need, we need so much more than just information, than just knowledge dropped on a Sunday morning, Lord God. I pray that as I speak, hearts would encounter you in a real way. That they would experience, Father, not just here, but they would experience the power of your love. That practically, Lord God, our tomorrow would be different because of a better understanding of of your goodness and love for us. Even in moments of uncertainty, even in moments of of doubt. Thank you for your grace. It's in the name of your son we pray, amen. All right, so so how how many of you know that uh, when things intensify... We have a phrase called, called, in the heat of the moment. And in the heat of the moment, when circumstances get difficult, when things are stressful or, or complicated, I, I really feel that what you really believe about life, what you really believe about God, what you even really believe about yourself, kind of just rises to the surface. In the heat of the moment, when life gets difficult, when, when situations uh, escalate, what ends up happening is what you really believe ends up coming to the surface. The very things that you swore you'd never say are the very things that just kind of come out of your mouth. Some of you are, are, are like probably more familiar than maybe some of the rest of us are. Like Maybe even this morning on the way to church, the things that you swore you wouldn't say when getting ready for church on a Sunday morning are now being conveyed to a child that won't just get it together. In the heat of the moment, we say things that... that, that People say we say things we don't mean, but I disagree. I, I think I think it's those in those heat of the moment things we say the very things that that we tend to to believe that we tend to think about. And if that's true, if what you really believe comes to the surface during difficult times, if during difficult times what you believe is kind of what 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 uh, what, uh, what, what just kind of. Uh, uh, Pours out from, from your, your soul without, an, without even a, a, an understanding or an idea or, or, or a thought beforehand, if, if that's true, then coming back to these five verses we read a moment ago, it's, it's easy, it's easy to say that Mary and Martha are in a difficult situation. Mary and Martha are in a, a heated, heated moment, circumstances out of their control to, to say the least. And so I really feel that in this moment, I mean, recognize this is, this is their brother. This is their little brother, Lazarus. They love their brother. And Lazarus is now, I mean, he's, he's, he's knocking on death's doorstep. And I think a lot of times in life, we, we, don't, we, we don't discuss death enough. And so what that does is it creates this uneasiness. It creates this, this these, even these questions that do occur all of a sudden when death happens. And we're left wondering, we're left not, not understanding, we're left with what's going to happen, where is he going to go, what's going what's to what's happen to Lazarus. And, and I can only imagine that Mary and Martha have, have extinguished every single opportunity they could come up with, think of, to make sure that Lazarus is going to get healed. In my mind, by reading this verse alone, I, I mean, it, it's got to be that they've already tried every doctor, they've already tried every healer, they've even, they've even gone to the lady up the street that sells essential oils. They have doused Lazarus in peppermint oil, and they've made him drink it. They've just, like, put it down his throat. I laugh. I, I laugh. We've, uh, so, yes, yes, we are one of those families who has, like, a lot of essential oils in the house. And one of our friends one time, I'm deviating from my message here. Bear with me. Um, this is one of my best friends. We had we were over uh, at their house, and we're eating one night. and We're at our house, and we're eating one night. And... and uh, they, uh, his, this, My best friend's wife started complaining of a headache, and Melissa was like, oh, I've got peppermint oil. She runs and like pours the bottle in her hand and starts massaging it on her head, not, not realizing how close, like this way towards the eyes she was getting. And the fumes just started burning. This. <laughs> uh, me and my friend, meanwhile, like kept flipping the steak. We're like, yeah, all right. Um, but as I read this story, I can only guess that Mary and Martha have extinguished every possibility. I mean, everything that they can do, this is their brother, this is the one they love, I, I, they, they, they've cared for, they've raised this, this younger brother. Nothing short of a miracle now is going to work, but, but lucky for them, They know a miracle worker. They're best friends with a miracle worker. They need their friend Jesus to come heal Lazarus. And and Jesus is is but a few miles away in in an adjoining town, a few miles up the road in in this other town. So they need to get Jesus to immediately leave this other town and, and hastily, as fast as he can, come over here to visit us. And so Mary and Martha come up with this plan. This, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's a logical plan. We are in this town. Jesus, we know, is over here in this town. We need to send somebody to that town to tell Jesus what's going on. Better yet, better than, than Jesus hearing it from somebody else, he needs to hear it from us. So we're going to write a note. We're going to write a letter. We're going to give it to this runner. This runner is going to run over to this next town, tell Jesus, Jesus, uh, Lazarus is dying. And and as he reads this note, this note is going to compel Jesus to leave everything that he's doing, whatever work it is that he's doing, all the rumors that are currently being told in in our town over here about the healings, the miracles, whatever it is he's doing here, this note is going to be so much more important to him that he's going to cancel this, leave, and come visit us. Mere miles away. When push comes to shove, when, when it becomes a matter of life and death, I, I really feel we're about to discover what Mary and Martha really believe about Jesus. Now, uh, little things. First thing to me, the, the length of the note, the length of the note is a little short. It's a little shocking. Lord, the one you love is sick. Uh, if you had one note to save a save a loved one's life. If you had one note, if you had one shot. Oh, I can't go there either. Thank you for those that nodded. If you had one note just to save a life though, it's not going to be short i mean in in my mind immediately you, you start going into their qualities, their resume, who they are and and how good they are and you you're writing this thing to to validate the reasoning behind i i this uh this last week was the the anniversary of both my mom and my father's passing um, and, and it's 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 always a, a difficult time for me personally but but uh the beauty. Or, or I guess in, in looking back in my, my prayers when both mom and dad were, were uh, struggling with cancer, um, I remember praying to God. And, and in my prayers, I, I quite honestly I, I would sit there and I go, "Come on, God! God, you you know you know my dad. Come on, God! This is my mom. They're they're the good people. This is this is one of the good ones. I mean, they they read their Bible, they pray. They, they these are good people." I mean, not even go so far as to like look at that guy. He looks like a lot less spiritual than my mom and dad. What say we do an even health swap? Just kind of, you know, kick it over their way and and leave mom and dad alone. I, 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 these, these were these were thoughts, questions that I had that came into my mind as as I struggled with the passing of both of my pa- my parents. And and through it all. I, I mean, I can honestly remember clear as day. I, I would dare say that, that up until close to the end, um, most of my prayers were were pretty much to the extent of God. This, these are good people. Let, let's. What? Why? why? It, it was. It was this this showing of how much that my parents loved God. Now. In our story, come, keep in mind, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, they're, they're close to Jesus. They're close to Jesus. The week before what we call the, the upper room. The week before Jesus exclusively spent with, with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Knowing, again, remember, Jesus knew that he was going to pass away. He knew what was coming up. And he chose to spend a week with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He chose to spend that time with these people. They were that close to him. Lazarus is one of Jesus's close friends. But listen to what they wrote. Look at that. Lord, the one you love is sick. That's it. And... As I've I've looked at this, as as I've looked at this line and I've compared it even to to my own life, to situations I've gone through or or stories that that people tell me in in confidence over and over and over and over again. The glaring differentiation is they believe that what will move God the most is is Jesus' love for Lazarus, not not Lazarus' love for Jesus. And so in, in realizing that, in realizing this differentiation, in, in, in realizing it, and realizing, I mean, they knew Jesus, so maybe they know him a little bit more so than, than I have. And in and, and realizing how I prayed very much, God, this is how good my people are. And they the whole while are saying, God, because, because you love Lazarus, would you come help? Uh, it got me focusing on, on the scripture itself. The whole body of the word from beginning to end. The focus of the gospel, the focus of the good news of what God has done for you, the focus of the good news of what God has done in my life through Jesus, it's not man loving God. But the focus, the essence, the center of the gospel is overwhelmingly God's loving man. God's loving man. For God so loved the world. Our most famous Christian verse, right? I mean, you can put that on your on your eye black, and and man, look, we're gonna praise you. It doesn't matter what kind of lifestyle you live. Three sixteen. It's our most famous verse, and yet, have you ever stopped to think about how ridiculous it really is? I mean, first off, first off, look, as opposed to "For God so loved the world," the way we read it. We more so read, it says that for the world so loved God that then, because we loved him enough, that then because we were good enough, that then because we cried out enough, because we pleaded enough, he gave his one and only son if i can show him enough of my love if if i can be good enough if if i can live just right if i can do all these things then then he'll greet me with well done my good and faithful servant but that's that's not what it reads that's not the gospel it has nothing the gospel has nothing to do with my love The gospel has nothing to do with my love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son because he loved the world that much. When I I break break down this this, this, uh, scripture, for God so loved the world, you look at the word so in front of love. God didn't just love; it, Scripture tells us He so loved. This was this is this is kind of stepping into the grounds of obsession. <laughs> God was was so obsessed with God, so obsessed over the world, the world. What does what does the world mean? Well, the world literally it's it's you, it's me, but but more so, it's just it kind of refers to this this broken, fallible system where where there would be good people, but there would also be bad people. There would be people that said yes to God, but then there would be people that would never even, even give him the time of day. So God, so obsessed over all people, even, even bad people, that he put on flesh, came to earth, and died. I mean, if we translate it, if we take our scripture, for God so loved the world and gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what it, what it literally means is, is this, his obsession for you. But not just his obsession for you. Like, if this scripture already was kind of crazy, it gets worse. Look at that last two lines, the last two words. For whoever. God so obsessed over this broken, fallible system, he's so obsessed over over even bad people that he he took on the form of flesh, gave up his only life, his son, so that anybody, so that whoever believes. Now, now look, I, I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys are holier than me, but if I give a gift, I'm gonna wonder why you're not wearing it if. A couple weeks later, I haven't seen you wear that gorgeous shirt I got you. I'm going to give you something, and I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna expect to see it. I, I mean, come on. Like, don't look at me like that. You give a gift, you, there's, there's a reciprocation. There's an understanding. And if they don't, if they don't wear the shirt that you got them, you're like, all right, what? You, you don't like the shirt? What is it? I'm not good enough? Is the shirt not good enough for you? you I mean... I shopped at Belk, not Tony's. I'm sorry. (laughs) But we do. uh, uh, The love that we express when we give gifts, uh, it truly is. It's it's predominantly based on reciprocation. But God's going to give up his life for whoever. For whoever. Why? Because because you're the one he loves? Listen here, folks. God is so obsessed over people, even bad people, that he gave his son knowing there would be people that would never appreciate it. He's obsessed even with people that that he knows will never reciprocate. Did you know that from everything I read in Scripture, from what I know about God, I, I, would, I would stand strongly and say that, that God still loves people in hell. Whatever your variation definition of, of hell is, to be absent from the body, to be, yeah, what, look, if, if there is a literal hell and there's people that have not accepted Christ and they are in that burning fire, whatever that is, whatever hell looks like, God's love doesn't stop. For God so loved this broken, fallible system, this broken, fallible body. You're the one He loves. You can either acknowledge the obsession towards you or you can ignore it. It's your choice. But the obsession remains, it, it, it's your choice. First John 4.10, it says, this is love. And, and before going into what love is, it tells you what love is not. And, and it, it, it re-summarizes everything I'm telling you. This is love, not that you loved God. This is love, not that you loved God. Not that, that you did enough. Not that, that you were good enough. Not that, that you said this many prayers just the right amount. or, or not, not that you lived your life in such a manner that it was deemed worthy that God would love you. This is love. Not that you loved God, but that God loved us. Because the truth is you didn't. You didn't love God. We've been so busy obsessing over our love that we, we, we've got this thing out of order. We've missed the whole focus. It, it, uh, all of our obsession, all, all of our, 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 our focusing on, on our, our performance, our deeds, our efforts, it's, it's totally ruined this idea and, and this concept of what love is, the power of love. As the band is coming up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close by clarifying the the differences, and, and, and I want to use the words that we, we translate as love that are within this letter. So Mary and Martha used the word love in their note. Lord, the one that you love is sick. And, and the word that they used here, it's the word that we most often use when we refer to love. It's what songs are sung about. It's, it's this word called phileo. Phileo is, is love that's based upon reciprocation. It's, it's, it's love that we understand, it's love that we know. Best friends, relationships are based on, on, on phileo. There's this idea that, hey, you want to be best friends? It's this idea that if you want to be my best friend, then, then we can be best friends together. It's, if you will, then I will. Marriages, look, (laughs) I, I, have officiated, I, I, don't know how many weddings, and, and that every single one of them, both partners, I'll say willingly, both partners are showing up of their own accord. There's never been a wedding where, where, where somebody said, man, I, ha, they don't love me, but, but I can't wait to get married. This is going to be the greatest. Phileo, love based upon reciprocation. You, you get it. You understand. Like, look, most of you in here, you text a friend, and if they don't respond back within a minute and a half, you're going well. See what kind of friend they are. It's what we understand. It's what we get, and that, that's what. That's what Mary and Martha write to Jesus. Like Jesus, Jesus, the the one that loves you, and, and because he loves you, you love him back. He's sick. but God doesn't phileo. <laughs> never has, never will, God is not phileo. It, it, God has a love that's exclusively his. It, it flows from within his being. It's the essence of who he is and, 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 and it's, it has nothing to do with this phileo, if you will, then I will reciprocation. In fact, verse five, the story, it ends by saying Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Mary and Lazarus. But where Mary and Martha wrote to Jesus using phileo, Jesus's reply is a a different version of love within the same story. It's the same one that we read in every one of these other previous scriptures where we read that that God is love. God's not not a phileo, there's no reciprocation. The word here that's used in the Greek is, is this word called, it's agape. Agape is it love that it's a love that, that absolutely, absolutely, unequivocally does not need any kind of reciprocation whatsoever. It's a love that says it doesn't matter what you've done or haven't done. His love, this agape, it's it's unconditional. But more than just unconditional, it's it's persistent. It can't take no for an answer, it, it, it continues to pursue. It always remains. That's who God is, that's, that's how he functions. Even after coming before Christ, I, I think our idea of love so many times is, is skewed in that we constantly have this idea that we wake up every day like, I, I hope I don't make God mad today. I, I, hope that, I hope that God can forgive me for what I did yesterday. I, I hope that, that, that I can, man, I'm going to pray to God today because I, I need him to hear me today, whereas yesterday I didn't. And we, we, we have all these, but all of that is it's based on reciprocation. And God the whole time is saying, look, you're not getting it. You're the one that I love. The object of my affection. The very one, the fallible system that, that I gave up my only son for. I love you so much that I was willing to do that. You can't, you can't love me back and think that that's going to like, somehow up the ante of what happens. In all of creation, there is only one being created in the image of God that being it's you and i it's humanity it's human beings and that being you and i we're the object of god's relentless obsession this this reckless love that, that we don't get we don't understand because we we operate in this reciprocation and god the whole while is going no 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 he will not stop loving you because you're the one he loves and guys, this is the same message that, that we've got to get out to others. Not that they need to come to our church because our church is the right church and they need to stay away from that church or, or not that they need to, to, to get their life right and, and start praying more and, and start putting away this and that. And do, No, 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 we need to get out to people. And by people, I mean even the people that you, you would normally look away from first. Not just the people you turn to first but but even the others we need to let them know that look even if you're bad look god's obsessed with you you can't shake him you can't outrun him you, you can't hide from him you're the one that he loves it's a persistent love it's an unconditional love and, and i pray guys i pray i pray i pray that today as we go about our day, as we go about our week. I I would pray that the preoccupation of our minds, that that, that our thoughts would not immediately go to our love or or our performance, or or, 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 that it wouldn't even be focused on our successes or, or even our failures. That all of that would just be placed, put aside, because we're so preoccupied with God's extraordinary, extensive, expansive love for us. His love never fails. It never quits. You are the one He loves. Guys, that's the power of love. That's the power. When God says, love your enemies, that's the power that we're supposed to share. But by very definition, Corey, you just said they're my enemy. How can I I love them if they're my enemy? Because it's not based on what they do or don't do. It's based on what He's already done, His love. That's working in you. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless, seemingly to us love of God. If you'll stand with me, guys, I wanna close this morning. I pray that, that as we continue this series, guys, the power of love, that, that uh, th- this really is a, a launching point. It's an understanding because, because his love is so much more powerful than anything we, we understand or comprehend. It's, it's a love that says right now where you are, right now, wherever you're at, I don't care what hell you dragged yourself out of, where you are right now, you're the one that I love. That's the power of the gospel. And that, guys, more so than ever, trumps whatever political thing that you think is right it trumps whatever racial thing you think is right it trumps any other thing that you think is right the power of God is unto salvation the power of his love that said even when you didn't care for me when you didn't love me I still I still sent my son for you even for the ones that you sit there and think they'll never make it they'll never become a Christian they'll never grace the door of a church even for that one I sent my son so don't demean my love for them if you bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, I, I I'm in awe, Lord Jesus, at the power of Your love. I, I don't I don't I don't have I don't have the words that, that could express my gratitude, my appreciation, Lord Jesus. Your love changes everything. And Lord, I, I pray today that that You would. Transform that you would, you would change lives by the power of your love, Lord, that, that you would help us to respond, Father, to, to this love, to accept the, the, and, and acknowledge and then just to, to revel, to bask, to sit in your love, Lord Jesus, toward us. To internalize the truth of who you are, Father, but, but also to internalize the truth that, that we are the ones that you love. Father, thank you so much for the message of your love, your grace. And God, I, I thank you that there are hearts across this room even now, Lord God, that are being ministered to by the power of your spirit. People, Lord God, that are recognizing even just the subtle differentiations, never mind the, the, the big obvious differentiations between phileo and agape, Lord God, This this love based on reciprocation and this love that you give that's unconditional. That your love is not about performance, it's it's not about my character, Lord God, it's about your character. It's not about what I do, Lord God, it's about what you did, it's your nature, it's who you are. And Father, I thank you that lives across this room are being set free from from trying to win your love. Father, instead they're simply turning their eyes upon Jesus. Simply surrendering to you, Lord God, embracing you as, as you give the greatest gift ever, your love for us. And Father, then I pray that our lives would then share that message. That the power of your love is is for whoever, whoever would believe. That just as we are the one that you love, that we would see that they too are the ones that you love. That we wouldn't just show love to those we like, but that we would look around us, Lord God, and see all the people that you love. Father, I thank you. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, it's, uh, it's a true blessing to be able to worship with everybody together here today for those that are tuned in online. Y'all have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you all.